0: anytime you are live okay Okay. welcome to the podcast everyone tonight's episode is black ops bigfoot squatchalicious snake foo young you can see the names down there so i'm tara you're to my right so go ahead name off nikki lissa debbie go around the horn introduce yourselves
1: hey i'm tara um I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. Just whatever.
2: <laughs> it's Tara. Good enough.
1: It's
3: Tara. Whatever. I'm Tara. Okay, go. <laughs> I'm Nikki. I'm Melissa. There you go. I'm Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> and who That's are you?
0: Fine. No.
2: <laughs> Let, uh, now, who are you?
0: These guys are not professional podcasters. <laughs> Okay. These are this is amateur hour that I'm. Okay, so let me. Hi. No, now my camera goes out. Just for now. Okay, are we good now? Camera. Okay. Hi, I'm Mike Hartman. This is Squatch TV and Paranormal Podcast. Thank you for listening and catching tonight's episode. Wow, that's uh, amateurs. I'm working with amateurs people. Okay, so. Black Ops Bigfoot Squatch Delicious, which is basically female attraction. And, uh, well, I guess the Bigfoot attraction, the females, not females being attracted, the Bigfoot. <laughs> Although there are some movies and magazines out there for all you kids over 18 who go to your little store. Oh, yes, they exist. Yes, they do. There are legit pornographic movies about Bigfoot and white chicks. I'm not making this shit up. So, yeah, but we're going to talk about it happening in the woods with the Sasquatch being attracted to the female, not the other way around. So mine's out of the gutters. But first, we're going to hit Black Ops Bigfoot because this is a topic that drives me up the flipping wall. I've been hearing it for years, and it's time to just... Put this thing to bed, at least for me. About is the military actively looking for Bigfoot? Do any of you four believe that the the military is actively looking for Bigfoot? I yeah. think
2: they already have one myself. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I Let's
0: start with Tara. <laughs>
1: um, I totally believe that they have found a Bigfoot and they have done stuff with it. Um, I've heard of other Bigfooters uh, talking about seeing um, military copters uh, flying around uh, wooded areas where people know that there's Bigfoots and then they see something being picked up from the bottom of the copter and, like, being taken away um i don't i can't say it's a bigfoot but that's what people assume but um i have heard from some very reliable source um about russia already having a bigfoot and have done tests on it and um impregnated a woman from a very reliable source that i'm not allowed to say I heard that, but, too. So, uh, right. I I mean, when I was at Tracy Ridge um, a month ago with the camp out there, one of the campers saw earlier, like, when he was driving to the campsites, he saw military looking, uh, he said it looked like a C-130 flying around the area uh he also saw some helicopters as well and that he thinks they were looking for bigfoot i don't know about that they could have been doing something else i don't know which air force base would send a c-130 around the area but they he said the the person said he saw the helic or the like circling the planes were circling over certain areas so that just kind of gave me speculations. Me put some thoughts in my head. But that's what I have for that. Do
2: you I think you are flying
0: around wildlife <laughs> areas and whatnot looking for Bigfoot? <laughs> it, it, it is but, oh my God. Okay, Nikki, where do you stand on this?
4: <laughs> I'm kind of 50 50 on it. Like, I I don't, I mean, a part of me thinks that they are. I haven't actually, I haven't looked into it that deeply, but at the same time, I don't really believe they are. I think that they're looking for other things, but I'm not 100% sure about Bigfoot. Do they have one already? I don't know. They can say that they don't and they might, or they could say that they, you know, do have one and they actually don't. So I'm not a hundred percent sure.
0: Mm-hmm. I've
4: always been like Kill. back and forth Kill. on that one. I mean, sure, they're probably like supposedly researching them and stuff, but I don't know. That that's kind of where I just fall with that whole topic. I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest. That's really all I have. <laughs>
0: all right just down there blowing her hair okay Alyssa (laughs) is the military actively looking for Bigfoot
3: um honestly I think that they already have one as well because apparently they're always one step ahead of us and they always have secrets to keep whether it's with aliens or whatever the Circumstances, but yeah, I definitely think that they do have one or more than one. I don't know, but and I think they're
0: you think they have one or more it, than one. Obviously,
3: yeah, I think they're just keeping it a secret for a reason.
0: So you, you, you feel they're active. <laughs> so you feel they're actively looking for a Bigfoot over wildlife areas.
3: Well, I think they already have them. I don't
0: know if they need to, do okay. like that, but yeah, they do. And
2: that's
0: about it. Okay. All right, Debbie, where are you at on this?
2: Well, I definitely think they have, they have them.
0: Are they actively I, looking? I totally believe they, they have them. Have one.
2: However many, but when uh, when we went to a camp, okay. Uh, there was um, this one camper who everybody kept telling me to go talk to, that she's been in it for, like, over 40 years. And so we went, remember, listen, we went and talked to, talked to her. And a uh, really nice lady, really knows what she's talking about. She's been in it a long time. And she's also one of those researchers that um uh, took me off camera. This disappeared. Took me off. Um, that you know when she get they get called like her little group or whatever they go to people's private property and, and get to and research you know what happens there and stuff. So she does that too. And she said a couple times and she was describing the one time um, that she when she arrived, the mil- people were in, in uniform were already there at some one of the properties or something that she was talking about so they were already she saw them in uniform they were already there before her and then she was talking about another time that there's this one lady that frequently has sightings on her property and she said that every time she calls this lady the camper the the lady at camp um military hot helicopters show up at this lady's property and they got big spotlights. They're in like a, like a few of them. And it's almost like um, they're pushing them back away from her property. Like they're pushing the big away. And okay. she called her one time and said, how she's like, how, how do they, every time I call you, these helicopters show up, she's like, how do they know I'm calling you? So, you know, she, the, so that, that was another story she was telling us about. So I definitely think the military's involved. I think that, uh, they just, they know what they're doing. I think they come in. I think they, maybe if one's aggressive, maybe they do something. I don't know. Maybe they push them away from people from certain areas. They push them back farther. And that's what I think. I think there's more to it. I think the government's a little more involved, I think. From stuff that I've heard. That's what I
0: think. Okay. Oh, wow. So, I've got four. That are for the military looking for Bigfoot. Ah, time to set the record straight. <laughs> okay. So, my belief is that they... Hi kitty cat, I believe that they are not looking. I think it depends on a circumstance that they may look. I don't think they're actively looking, but I think they might peek every now and then. They could possibly have one, but I feel like there would be, like, you're just staying in the military. Okay, you got your chain of command. Information goes from the bottom guys up the chain, and then uh, orders come from the top down. And I feel like somewhere along the line, there would have been a whistleblower. And if there was, because like Nixon had uh, a whistleblower for Watergate. Um, We've had military commanders blow whistles before. Um, one of them that was blamed, I feel wrongly blamed, if you guys remember the whole Oliver North deal. Um, I feel like there would be a whistleblower if they had one, but here's the problem if they did and someone whistleblowed. Now, if they have one and no one's whistleblowed, like they did at Roswell or anything else, if they, if there was a whistleblower, then the OD while well, the DNR, Department of Interior, would hear about it. So now it goes into this whole new thing as to whether it actually is an uh, an extraterrestrial being, like some believe badly. <laughs> or it could be a flesh and blood animal or it could be a relic human primate that, or a relic human those are the three main guesses except for the paranormal people you know the woo out there but if it came back human then department of interior has nothing to care about but if it came back as a primate now it would have to shift territory because it would have to be a protected animal. There would have to be studies done to find um, populations. Is there a sustainable population? What is the population? What is their habitat? If their habitat is this and this and this and viable, then just like they shut down and logging an entire forest, it was uh, 148,000 acres. I believe because of one owl then I feel like a a Bigfoot would no pun intended throw a monkey wrench into that because now it would be the animal itself would change jurisdiction but as far as the military actively looking ah, over like wild places BLM land state land I think if they were, and they could be, but that would be more of a daytime flight because at nighttime, you can't see nothing unless it's wintertime and the leaves are down. Like thermal imaging won't shoot through a tree to pick up a person. So if you're in a helicopter and you're shooting your thermal down, your laser Got to penetrate the canopy. You have to. That's how wildlife numbers are done. Is they fly over open areas, bedding areas, and they literally just shoot down a grid of lasers. And every time that laser hits the ground, it feeds back a temperature. That temperature shows up on a screen, and that's the, the only identification you have that something's down there is a body temperature. You don't have an actual picture of anything. And then nighttime, uh, black hawk, patchy, primarily would be black hawk. You got a cruising speed of seventy-five miles per hour, and uh, they got to fly so high off the the grid. So if you were looking at the terrain, there's going to be a picture pop up here in a second that's your window of time to look down at 75 miles per hour in the helicopter at night without stopping and hovering Mm -hmm. but the problem is that picture there's no detail in it i mean you're just flying a route logistically you're flying by a pattern But why wildlife areas? Why are they always seen over BLM land and wildlife areas? If you're doing a training flight for a helicopter, you put up three helicopters. Those helicopters fly out. One of them has a malfunction. Now, if that helicopter lands in a stadium during a high school football game, there's mass casualties if it crashes and lands on top of a heli- uh uh hospital you're looking at mass civilian casualties if it crashes in an urban area on a house there's a possibility of mass civilian casualties but there's also air-to-air possibility because most large Large cities have airports, and so those are flight paths. So when the military operates, it's much safer for them to fly those state lands and the federal lands with the risk of crash, but without the risk of human casualty. If you crash in the middle of the woods, yeah, the crew's probably going to get hurt, but they're not going to land In a football stadium. During a high school football game. And crash right there. So. That's why they're flying over. The wildlife areas. BLM land. Places where people aren't. So. Now they're flying. Over these wildlife areas. Because that's the safest place to fly. They've got. Night vision out. And the pilot flies with night vision goggles, just like that picture. And then on the front of the helicopter, you have a temperature gauge, um, a thermal a thermal laser, a thermal TV, and a thermal something else. So you've got your night vision cameras, you've got your thermals. The camera you can't see through the canopy of the trees. So your best bet is that a laser hits a a body and hits the body temperature because they do it's a hell of a grid it's fat ass the way they fly it but um if they hit that now they're gonna stop circle that because it's a training mission so they will um try to track a deer for as long as they can as if they would try to track someone from al-qaeda or something like that they're going to track so if they hit people camping and whatnot, yeah, they're going to, they're going to track. So I think it's highly possible that they've at some time seen a Bigfoot. I have no doubt. And there's a huge thing online about paranormal stories about the military where army ranger groups have ran into them, um, et cetera, et cetera. These guys were out doing a training mission in the woods Encountered something screaming at them Big and scary Yeah, that happens But I just don't feel they're actively looking But I think if they happen to stumble on one They'll give chase (coughs) That's where I'm at with that Is That It It's just the safest place to fly at night. It's the safest place to train, it's over a place where you're not going to land on a hospital, a suburban neighborhood, etc., etc.
1: It does make sense.
0: Now, as far as the military looking guys on the ground, here's the catch. Do you guys remember the show Weed Wardens? Yes. the guy who started that wrote a book and it's a fantastic book they also made a TV show about it mm-hmm. but when they went and go check on those drug sites they weren't wearing mm-hmm. their game war uniforms <laughs> they were wearing BDUs combat boots they had dogs often they had M16s they have 45s, everything was bulked out with flashlights. So that could look like a military force going into the woods after something. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but I think there's a lot of every time someone sees that, that's the military looking for Bigfoot. That's the, I don't think they're that actively looking. Yeah. But I think a lot of it is just misconception and and then the conspiracy f- starts and 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 then some guy does come out with that one little gem of you know information about the military and Bigfoot, right? So that mm-hmm. one little piece like a uh, terra very reliable source, okay? Yeah. So yeah, I would legit believe that. I have no problem believing that. But mm-hmm. I don't think there's a nightly flyover of wildlife areas to hunt this thing down. Uh, mm-hmm. is, I, I don't see it. Ha- I see it being a byproduct of a training mission, not an actual, because what information would the military have to go off of? Okay, so this area has a, a history of sightings, so we're going to fly over it so their laser pinpoints a bigfoot researcher on the ground uh maybe a guy who's lost even they do a couple flyovers that guy standing down there oh yes are you looking for bigfoot and you know yeah it it could be they could be checking things out that they divot but all they would have all the information they would have would be um Unless they're out looking for uh, footprints with daytime crews, why would they fly over that area to start with? It would have, you know, it, does it have a history of sightings? Okay, let's say it does. Great. So why the hell did I see them flying over to the dog park over here? Because that's got zero history of sightings, but they're interested in something over the dog park. So I think it's a byproduct.
2: Hey Mike. hey, Mike, what about I this? I think big
0: pudding this? is a byproduct.
2: Hey, Mike, what about the story? Um, Hang on, you cut out Can you hear me? <laughs>
0: you, yeah, I, now I, I can. I know
2: if you can hear me. You know the story, the, um, I'm sure you've heard of it, where the the wildfires, and the, that's where they found one? That yeah.
3: Was,
2: is that, what do you think about yeah. that? That's where I... Yeah, I know that's a known story, but
0: I don't doubt that. Yeah, I I legit I actually don't doubt that because that would be a byproduct of yeah like no one intentionally went out and lit a wild wildfire. Well, let's burn out Bigfoot. Now we'll find one. Let's just right. catch millions of acres on fire. Right. The military is out there helping. They're dropping water. They happen to see something. Let's check that shit out, you know. And Right. Yeah, I I do not doubt that because they were airlifting bears. They were airlifting any animal that they found that they thought was savable, they were dropping down for. And then that animal was getting caged, going being shipped to a wildlife rehabilitation center and later being. So I don't doubt that. I think um, that's plausible, but I, I I think it's a by I think Bigfoot in the military is a byproduct. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah, are you, makes sense. are you familiar with the Bigfoot jackal that was kept as a pet,
0: like a petting, like a yeah, uh, yeah, jackal like, who no, escaped from the train, or yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Do you think the military would have anything
0: to do with that? Yeah, uh, that would. Again, it could because, first of all, that would. Okay, Jacko was, um, if I remember right, was on a train, if I recall that story. Because there's two different stories. Mm. Um. The one story was that Jacko was on a train and he either got sick or something, and they stopped and he escaped from the train. Oh! Now the other story was that yeah, it was a captive animal, and um, uh, it, I think yeah, it was a, a sideshow freak, a, a circus show thing, captive mm. animal, military stepped in or something like, which I don't doubt that. That I I could, I'm totally, I just think it's always a bite, like, because, okay, let's say Jacko happened and some little kid goes out and the news reporter says, what did you see in there? Well, i seen this great big damn monkey, eight foot tall, covered in hair, scared the hell out of me. Thanks a lot, mom and dad, for putting me through that, right? News reporter puts it in the newspaper. Newspaper goes out well, that story would have picked up and carried to other publications. It would have crossed somebody's desk. And then if the right interest was there, we need to go send someone to go check that out. But it wouldn't have been direct information to them, I don't, because it was like a sideshow animal and that the original, Because, yeah, there's two stories, one about a train escape, one about just like the uh, Minnesota Iceman. I think that thing is is legit. I think it's real. Are you guys familiar with that, the Minnesota Iceman? Yeah. I don't think so. Mm -mm. Um, Oh, wow. Holy cow. All right. Hang on. I'll put it up here real quick. Uh, it was a story, because I'd have to refresh my m- memory here. Minnesota Ice Band is a side choke exhibit, and... Uh, Wikipedia calls it a elaborate hoax that depicts a face, man-like creature frozen in a block of ice. And then, uh, apparently, this thing is uh, owned by the Museum of Weird. But where's the actual picture of it, or is it just a drawing? I'll have to shoot that to me. Oh, man, this is going. I, I got to figure out how to shoot that to me, and I don't know how because I'm already on StreamYard. Minnesota Iceman, it was a full grown apish man creature thing that was found in a block of ice that was cut out of this huge ice shelf. And it, it was a sideshow piece. And it, it, you got to look up. The pictures of it It's definitely interesting I could see it happening So I could see Jacko being something Along that line But back then Those traveling sideshows All of them had something Weird at the same time Like you know Come see the two headed dolphin Come see The eight legged house cat come see the because you know everyone had something weird and goofy that but i think some of those sideshow stories could actually be legit and i think some were just that they were something that someone manipulated to make money off of people that would come by the tent they'd have the poster outside see the nine foot tall man five cents Someone would pay their nickel. Go see it. Yep. But I think the military searching is a byproduct. I don't doubt that they check it out if they see something, but I don't think they're actually hunting. I think they're just flying over wildlife areas because... It's the safest place to fly it. It's the safest place to crash. I'll put it that way. My sound is acting up again. There we go. So, females and the Bigfoot attraction. Now this, let's see here, I got to go back to my notes here, uh, public lane crashes, public trust, wildlife, that we really don't have to touch on, Debbie offing Alyssa, that will come back to average helicopter speed, 75 to 150 miles per hour. Um, so yeah, let's jump into Squatchalicious Bigfoot having an attraction for females. <clears throat> That's a touchy subject with four females. This was not a well thought thing. Five females, because now I see a little, itty bitty one over there. Hi, <laughs> hey, pumpkin, and
2: but. children. I like children.
0: So, I know. I yeah, they do. I I can legit say for a. I would be willing to say for a fact, because of my past research, that Bigfoot is more interested in females than male researchers. I'll put it that way. I think they're more interested in females in the woods. I don't think a, a female really cares. But I think the. But we're gonna, man. That, that's a vicious. There. Uh, how do I explain it? Spit it out, my- okay. Bigfoot attracted the human females to pheromones, things like that, right? But when you watch those damn four one one shows. Why is it always a guy coming up missing? I know plenty of Bigfoot Bigfoot. female bow hunters I know plenty of female um, mountain lioners I know female elk hunters I know female dove hunters, rabbit hunters squirrel hunters deer hunters uh, sheep hunters, doll sheep um Why the hell is it always a male? But we're going to come back to that. Just keep that in mind. We're going to go back to the attraction thing first. Mm -hmm. So, what exactly is a pheromone? It's a scent that we produce, right?
2: Females have
0: different pheromones than males. Yes. Males have a tendency to be a little more ripe but a right female can damn near kill you was it, was, uh, shoot, yeah yeah no i'm legit like okay i y'all know i drive a tow truck a while back i had a tow and i had this passenger and it was a female and she worked at a farm and she jumped in my truck and i swear to god this chick hadn't showered for four days And my eyes were burning in water. So, yeah, there there are some over-potent females out there, too, just throwing it out there. At least in Amish country of Ohio, I'll put it that way. Not saying the four of you stink. (laughs) I'm just saying there's a few of you out there that was a little potent in my life. Oh, trust me, all all of those...
4: Those pheromones and hormones and stuff increase, especially after you have a baby, and you smell totally different. Like, I can't stand myself sometimes.
0: Really?
4: <laughs> yeah. Like they increase after, like, well, they say that they, they increase whenever, like, during pregnancy they increase after you have the baby, and they stay elevated if you are breastfeeding. So I'm assuming it would be similar to other animals as well.
2: I, I read that when you exercise okay. when you exercise now, you release we're going to pause
0: right here for just exercise releases the most pheromones.
2: That's what I read yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It says exercise when it releases Makes the most
3: Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, because you're sweating Well, hold that thought
2: That's what it is I'm going to throw
0: the intro to the show out there It's time Oh, okay Okay. Hey, y'all disappeared for a second There, you're back Yep, we will be right back With females working out Sweaty-ass, nasty females Working out (laughs) Is what we're coming back to, people sweaty nasty females welcome to 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 the squatch
5: tv paranormal podcast for all your things paranormal and sasquatch we thank you all for listening and please enjoy the show we have some amazing guests and deep thought talks with some fun thrown in please remember to like and subscribe (laughs)
3: what happened hello i can't hear him he's still
5: welcome to the squatch tv paranormal podcast for all your things paranormal and sasquatch we thank you all for listening and please enjoy the show We have some amazing guests and deep thought talks with some fun thrown in. Welcome to the Squatch TV Paranormal Podcast for all your things Paranormal and Sasquatch. We thank you all for listening and please enjoy the show. We have some amazing guests and deep thought talks with some fun thrown in. Please remember to like
4: and subscribe. So we can't hear Mike, but we can hear everybody else.
2: Right. Yeah. Hey, did that replay the yes. man, like five times?
1: Replayed.
2: Okay. I thought it was just me. <laughs> oh,
1: it was
2: they were, they kept replaying, replaying.
1: <laughs>
2: so Mike, he doesn't know. Yeah.
1: It's audio, which is good because he's hard. a uh, long right.
0: Wait. Oh. I hear you now. Mike. Is that damn thing done now? <laughs> After flight five times. <laughs> you can hear right, you. Um... Oh. There
3: Watch, you go. he's gonna do
2: it again. What what the
1: <laughs> what is going on?
3: What? <laughs> or just,
2: Mike, you're just entertainment.
1: He's going to look at where he used to be on here. There we go. Be like, what? Oh,
2: Are you back?
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay.
2: The, I think it fits
0: now. Yeah, that thing just went fuck, nuts. I hit the button once and I got like four plays out of it.
2: Yeah, so did yeah.
0: <sighs> Piece of shit. <laughs> Damn thing. Okay, so stinky ass, nasty, sweaty females working out in the gym create more pheromones. <laughs> so yeah. if that's the case, then when you're hiking, you would be creating more pheromones, right? It mm-hmm. says yeah. that's the most
2: thing yeah, that's the most thing I saw. And it yeah, it's it's come yeah, it's your sweat and it's mostly through exercise.
0: Oh, yeah. What do you think it is that they're attracted to? Do you think it's the, the smell? Do you think it's the difference of the voices?
3: Because,
0: well, like.
2: I'm sure they could sense the difference. Like, we're more mm-hmm. feminine and just, I don't know. You know? Like they're very interested in children and women, actually. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. I think with the guys, if you think about it, they're always packing. They're always more. They're always the ones looking more to to, to shoot or hunt or. Yeah. Think women, women, children are the most innocent, and I think then comes us women, and they don't feel, you right. know, like that we're like that. You know what I'm saying?
3: Well yeah, what are we gonna do?
2: Right, <laughs> right. And then they feel they don't feel threatened by the women that makes at all. Sense. Yeah, I don't think they feel threatened by us at all. But they know that they know the men and they feel they feel threatened.
3: Mm-hmm. More
2: like I it's like that a- I think that's why they show themselves to the children and, and the women. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't know, you know, they always say about the time of the month. That and makes stuff, sense. But, I will buy
0: that. Um, yeah.
2: They always say about the time of the month, but like you did, Tara, when you were investigating, the only <laughs> out of all the bears, polar bears was the only one that was affected by that.
1: Exactly.
2: Yeah. So I'm not sure.
1: But if the Bigfoot is part human, I mean, that's when men are attracted to females is when they're menstruating. Well, when they're pre-estrous.
2: Right. And they're ovulating. Time.
1: They're ovulating. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And that's true. They, Yeah. They are part human. Yeah. Actually.
0: Wow. Wow.
2: What are we okay.
0: So, so that's where we're <laughs> going to go is that men are more attracted to females when when they're putting ovulating you want to know honestly when men are more attracted to females when they're shut up when they're eating
2: what <laughs> what i never heard that one so we're coming-
1: yeah had a boyfriend break up with me because he didn't like the way I chewed.
0: times are quiet, yeah.
1: I am dead serious. What about when we're sleeping? We're quiet too.
2: He broke up with me. Oh, I thought you were joking. No!
0: (laughs) Yeah, but...
2: I thought you were... (sighs) Are you serious? Because of
0: how you were eating...
2: Oh my goodness.
0: hmm
1: <laughs> He said something about talking with your mouthful and I'm like, well then don't talk to me while I'm
2: eating. Right. 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 I really Makes don't think sense. Okay. Yeah. I don't really don't think um yeah. I don't think the Bigfoot's gonna worry about us being quiet and you know, like it's more when we're sitting there eating at the picnic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they like they like when we eat. Clearly, right. If anything, they yeah they want to come and join. They
3: yeah.
0: There you go. It's the smell of food.
2: Yeah, they. I, it I'm never the eating in front of guys. I, I, I think they smell I'm the sure women.
0: Back up.
2: Never eating in front of I think they, I think they smell the women too. They do. Mhm. Because like, I told you, you we were at Salt Fork. Me and, and Alyssa I'll... were at Salt Fork. We were like surrounded. We it, it was so active, and and people around us couldn't. Yeah, believe. she heard the heavy breathing. It was crazy for four nights in a row that we were. Me and Alyssa were there, and they started putting two and two together, saying it's because you two are sitting here. And um, so yeah, I. Well,
4: females get off give off a different pheromone scent than men, so that kind of makes sense.
2: Right. Mhm. Like I know they said I know that. something around your your ovulation time too is more stronger something. Probably so, And it could make a difference. Well, that's uh, the, the women that already went through menopause type thing is less, but you have ones that, like Alyssa or whoever, younger, that have, that are probably stronger, especially around that ovulation.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Because when we were at, um, yeah. Tracy, I, um, had, like, menstruation at Tracy Ridge and LaVon and I had gone down into the back of the woods and I saw something black and furry I didn't want to stick around and find out what it was I was just thought it was a bear and so um but whatever it was followed LaVon and I back to um like to the camp, but it stayed on the outside. Like It stayed about 100 feet in, so we couldn't ever see it, but other people were seeing it, and I was menstruating at the time, and it just stood the whole time on the outside of the camp the whole time that weekend.
2: Could be, yeah. Yep, yeah, they know.
0: Well, back in. Back in the Salt Fork days, I uh, used to research with two females, and I I felt really weird asking them, but um, I kind of calendared and kept track of menstrual cycle for when we were in the woods. Not that I was using them as bait, um, more that... <laughs> It was more of a self-preservation kind of thing because when i was in the wood with these females if i was right there beside them you'd get tree knocks you'd get growls you'd get the occasional um like a a clap like a hand clap or something anytime i had to go pee because I was always pounding the Mountain Dew, Pepsi, whatever. So I'd go off to go pee in the woods. And that's when I'd have boulders thrown at me, limbs thrown at me, guttural growls, like being, it felt like I was being challenged anytime I separated from females. As soon as I got back from peeing and sat down beside the females, it's like everything in the woods just went, Oh, we gotta play nice again. Let's just do some light tapping and knocking and hey, let's whistle. Yeah, and and cat call. <laughs> but if that guy goes out of the peak again, I'm beaming his ass with a boulder. I mean that's legit what it felt like. So.
3: They're, they're probably territorial where they feel like they need to be. Where they want they need to Show off and be the bigger man to impress the lady. Well,
2: yeah, isn't that like him, e- why not?
0: Every juvenile human, right? Yeah, I mean,
2: That's what I said, I think- I'm just
0: saying. Back in the day, I've been a little showing off, but but I'm older, not so much. So, yeah, Daryl yeah. went away.
2: There's always one of us.
0: Uh, I'm I first. The button does work.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Everything's frozen on my end.
0: Hmm. Everything's good on mine.
2: Yeah, mine too. Like, I can hear everybody talking.
0: The clock counter's like, still everything's frozen. We can see working. you.
2: We could see you, Nikki, and we could see you moving and everything. Yeah.
4: Well, that's rude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Nothing froze up on mine. So I was watching every. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even the counter was still clocking through. So, which, by the way, Nikki or Alyssa just hit 5000. So. I'll let you know when uh, I it gets the uh, five, five, Oh Five, five.
3: <laughs> five. Uh, don't worry, I saw four, 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 four real quick when it was changing. But I didn't... <clears> throat> throat> throat>
2: I hear it enough.
0: I'm here, cover. Oh, not on me. Badass, get over there.
2: <laughs> Talk
0: about pheromones. Damn pit bull. But yeah, well, I mean, it makes sense because that's how, like, not in a human sense, it makes sense, but from the wildlife management aspect, like once a year a deer goes into rut. What makes him go into rut is the barometer and temperature, but what puts him on the doe is is her estrus. So he'll do this thing where he walks out, and he'll scrape this great big just circle on the ground with his hooves make a clean area and then he'll bend his head back and it's always under a tree that a limb comes down and he'll create what they call a lick branch and it's the same branch and he'll just lick it over and over and over and over and over and get his scent on it and then he'll pee right in the middle of his dirt circle then a doe and estrus will come along smell that she'll pee her Her estrus will be in that urine And then when that buck comes back Around his loop to walk that circle And he smells that doe in there And that estrus He's going to start hanging out in that area So wildlife They They smell each other's heat cycles I mean But Females are also loud about it Too in, In the wildlife world It's like the drunk chick at the bar Um, you've seen a cat with his booty up in the air on the whole (laughs) at 3 a.m. and you're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. Cats do it. Uh, Coyotes do it. Uh, Bobcats do it. Raccoons do it. And I once had a raccoon want to kick my ass because I scared him off of a female and he was legit pissed off. But I did the same thing to a buck one time. I accidentally jumped him off a doe, and I thought I was going to die that day. I, th- I thought that was <laughs> the end of me. I thought I was... He was mad. I mean mad. And I thought I was going to die that day. So I think the pheromone is the main attract the whole est- female estrus, or in your case it would be estrogen, and the wild Life world, it would be stress. Would you quit? I swear to God, stay on your side of the couch. You don't have to be up my ass twenty four seven. I love you, but you ain't got to be up my ass twenty four seven. He yells, he yells
2: and then he goes, "I love for you." <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Son of a
0: bitch! <laughs> he <laughs> snuck in there You're anyway. back. Okay, fine. I'll give you loves. So, yeah, the fairbounds to me make sense. Now, I think if you add moons and food, now you got like, I don't know, something going on. Throw a little bit of wine into the mix, as we know Debbie <laughs> likes to do, because we've all seen the TV show. And, yeah, yeah you know a little wine (laughs) some roasted marshmallows some human female in heat and i that's a recipe for disaster yeah 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 exactly When you get all that stuff up in the air yeah so is there a, a time when a female is less pheromony Well, I read, I read,
2: I read us women after menopause were less. So um, I'm assuming that's true. We're not really, we're not ovulating anymore and stuff like that. Um, I know, like estrogen levels
0: drop. Like a female.
2: (laughs) I mean, that's what I read. I don't know how true it is.
0: Would you fucking quit? Fuck's sake. I swear to God. So like me what back what, to if, the pound.
4: what if what <laughs> if the wildlife is more drawn to like say there's a female that's hiking in the woods and she's menstruating or whatever? What if they're more drawn to the scent of blood? Over pheromones because don't estrogen levels drop during that time, so the pheromones wouldn't be that strong. Hmm.
0: Yeah. If that's the case, I damn sure wouldn't hike where there's grizzly bears. I can tell you that much. The grizzly bears didn't care. Not if I was a female, I'd stay the hell out of grizzly bear country.
2: Yeah, they, they actually. Oh, I tried. Grizzlies
0: didn't care. What about grizzly wolves? bears?
2: And, yeah. Grizzly bears and black bears didn't care if you were or if you weren't.
0: They yep. were just
2: going to get you no matter what. It's, yeah. Yeah. That's what they're pretty much saying.
1: But it was the actual polar bears that showed response. Uh,
2: yeah. Polar bears did. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So, so, Alyssa, I'm getting you a free expeditionary ticket to the Arctic for Christmas. And I'm going to send you up to where polar bear country is. You can go see the bears in the wildlife.
3: Oh, <laughs> you're so sweet. <laughs> so thoughtful.
0: I am. I am. I'm trying to cash in on your mom's plan here. So yeah, to off you, because <laughs> I'm already on to her. <laughs> Crap. I will be back. I am out of Pepsi and I ain't having that shit with this cold. So Tara, anyone, take over. Oh
2: my okay. gosh, him and his Pepsi. Uh, Jesus,
3: shut up. So in the background.
4: Shane had made a comment about that yeah. Bigfoots know who will harm who them will harm as far them. as male or female.
3: Mm-hmm. That's so, exactly
4: I mean. yeah, I there's heard. there's not, I think there's a higher <laughs> majority of male hunters
1: mm-hmm. than
4: there are females. So, they're gonna pick up yeah, on that.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Just,
4: just the same as, you know, if you're hurt and bleeding in the woods, uh, whatever's around is gonna pick up on that, whether you're a male mm-hmm. or female. Yeah. But I would see, you know, Juveniles being more curious when it comes to women and children. Mm
2: Yeah, yeah, I heard a lot of stories about yeah juveniles. Yeah,
1: and like the little kids like always say, a bear put them over their shoulder and ran off with them. But we know a bear can't do that. It can't throw something over its shoulder and then run that far on hind legs.
2: Right, I was um. The one that, um told to, to watch this one guy, um and he put a warning out to to like about children and women, mm-hmm. and he said he said to, he says to all the parents that he says pay attention and ask questions when your child says they see a bear. Yeah, they they can only say bear. They don't know mm-hmm. Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. So if you sit down and you say and you start asking questions, oh, you know. Where was the bear at? What did the bear look like? When they start talking about how the bear was walking on two legs. No. Or was really tall. Then you kind of obviously know it's not it's not the bear. You know what I'm saying? But if it says normal bear stuff, then you know. Mm-hmm. But he's like, pay attention to what your kids say when they say they see a bear. Yeah. And ask questions. hmm You know, because mm-hmm. they'll just, you know, they'll say, you know, they'll make comments. Oh, he was really tall and he was walking yeah and stuff like that you know but they don't know anything else so they're gonna say bear
1: because mm-hmm. that's the closest thing that reminds them of
2: yeah unless they've never seen a bear right but mm-hmm. usually when you're raised you're talk, you when you hear about stuff it's because gotta... in the woods it's usually a bear like you you know there's bears tiger yeah you know what i'm saying as you get when you're being raised you know, they see a picture when yeah. they're learning their yes. animals and you see a bear. So in their mind, when they see something, you know,
3: yes. they just
2: say a bear because they don't know. Mm-hmm. That was a good point. He said, he's like, ask questions. He goes, just don't take it as a bear. Ask some questions and you'll know You'll know. You what you their answers. So I thought that was a good yeah. point.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because I got a report from... Um, Oh shoot. Kilbuck. Kilbuck swamp. There's two young Amish kids out fishing and they're uh they told someone, the guy who owned the general store that was there at the time, it's gone now, that there was a tree stump walking across mm. the swamp. I don't <laughs> no. expect an Amish kid to know what a bear is. They're not gonna have the same book right. learning that we're gonna have, so their best rendition was that a tree stump Nikki's getting arrested. I just seen like red and blue lights in front of her. Um, but yeah um that a tree stump walked across the the swamp which yeah. makes sense. I mean that's a big that's a big that.
2: saying in, in Bigfoot world is uh uh pay attention to your stumps I was you know um, told that yeah you think you see a stump and then you turn around and that stump is gone oh wow so, yes the, so you gotta pay it that's to, what Alyssa. Happened to me that's what just happened to Alyssa. right when we right at salt fork our last visit she kept yelling when joel ran in the woods to go check it out right there she kept saying See if a big stump fell over, and I kept saying, "I go, stumps don't just fall over, not like trees when they fall down." I said a big trunk or tr- you know wouldn't fall over, because we heard the bang, and she saw what she saw, and it wasn't a tree stump at all. There was nothing there, so we know what it was. By the way, I don't know if Tara Nikki knew she had her first sighting.
1: No, Mm-mm, no,
2: she did. She just finally had a sighting. Yes. uh-. Yes, I did. So, but it, she kept yelling, tree stump, a, t- a tall tree stump. And I'm like, I'm thinking, the tall tree stumps don't just fall over. Like, it would be a big tree coming down. And I knew yeah. like, the bang, which scared me to death. Um, I knew that wasn't a tree coming down. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, she had uh, that happen. But that's what you just reminded me when you said about the tree stumps. Mm-hmm. And also, yeah, people have told me where they've, you know, they've been up, and they see two tree stumps. Don't you know whatever? Walk, look away and go back, and there's only one tree stump. Yeah, and they always say, pay attention to the tree stumps when you're Bigfoot.
4: Gotcha. Well, that's kind of how my sighting was. Hmm. I mean, I was in the car. I was a passenger in the car, and we were going um through like the mountains, and. It legit looked like uh, like half of a tree was just broken off and it was in between two other trees and then there were like some logs and stuff laying in front of it and then it moved and it put its one arm up to lean against the tree next to it on the one side and then it bent down to pick something up. And my brain did not know what I was seeing at that point in time. But the fact that it was, like, seven and a half, eight feet tall, I'm like, that's not a human. Right. I'm like, first, my brain's like, wait a second, that just moved. like, Right. It can't be a tree stump, it moved. <laughs>
2: like, you know what
4: I mean? And then I was like, well, maybe it was a hunter. And then I'm like, no, no, you know better because... <laughs> It's smaller.
0: I just like, seen cat ass.
4: Like the <laughs> shoulder span was like four feet across. Right. I so know. Yeah. yeah. Stumps, stumps don't
2: Real. move, guys. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Right. But that's like a big thing I was told getting into this. Uh pay attention to the stumps. Because you think it's a stump and it's not. Mhm. <laughs> Cuz they kind of just blend in with the tree when they just yeah, stop
3: and freeze.
2: Yeah, <laughs> they're they're yeah. almost the same color. Yeah, and they they know how to freeze. If they think that you're going to look or something. This is what happened I think when Alyssa was and I think Alyssa was looking right at I think it was two of them and I think she was looking right and but her eyes just didn't You know, she. I I think they thought she saw him, but she really didn't yet. So um, jealous. Yeah, they just. I think they just. You know, and even if they're kneeling down or sitting, people think it's a stump. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. I hear that a lot. I hear that a lot.
0: Well, Mike. My sighting, the night of the super knocks, yeah, <clears throat> would you quit, damn it dog, lay down, be good, I was at Salt Fork State Park, this is uh, 5 five o six. I wanted to say it was 05, and we were down in this marsh area, down in a swamp, we had uh, pulled in and parked, Jesus, right that just scared the hell out of me with my headphones on so we're, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm parked down at this bottom it's myself uh h1 h2 h3 uh bk bk jr there's a whole bunch of us so we're all there it starts pouring down rain and uh you know we had heard some uh tree earlier but it was right before dark now it's dark and it is just cut loose so we get in our vehicles because it is straight downpour. and it let's see Bob fell asleep first then I, honey fell asleep I was the last one awake and I was falling asleep I was leaning on the door just kind of nodding off and I hear this Bam, 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 of wood knocks. And I'm like, what the fuck was that? And I'm looking. There's no cars around, no headlights. We've been sitting there for four, five, six hours. And we got there before light. It's now 2.30 in the morning. No traffic had been through. And this is close. And it's foggy as shit it's just down to this light misty rain this is as soon as the rain quit but the fog moved in so um off through the fog i i'm looking towards the direction that i think the knocks came from and i see a tree stump and i see a very large tree so I actually locked the door. That those wood knocks scared me. There was just something about them being that fast, that repetitive, seventeen to twenty-one times. So we locked <laughs> up the doors, rolled up the windows, like, and I didn't sleep the rest of the night. I stayed awake looking out through the fog. Next morning, sun comes up, fog lifts, everybody wakes up. Everybody woke up, anyways, when they heard the knocks, but everyone fell back sleep about an hour and a half two hours later except for me and we're walking around walking around and i see the tree in the water and on the back side of it you can see where it had been freshly damaged like chunks missing out of it like that was the tree that was hit well, there's no way we're going to go into waist-deep water and find footprints, anything like that. So we go around the other way to figure out what it came in at. And there's just long marsh that it could have walked where it could have never got out of the water, or it did go over land, which I don't know. We had never found tracks. So we're walking back to the vehicles. We're calling it a day. We'd been up all night, at least I had. And that's when it dawned on me, and I turned around, and I'm like, where'd the fucking stump go? they we're like, like what stump? And I'm like, there was a stump beside that tree last night. Where did the stump mm-hmm. go? So we walked back out there and now we're checking the Creek, which is muddy, but you can still see the bottom. There's no fresh stumps laying down in there. It wouldn't have floated away or anything like that. But that stump that I saw or construed as a stump was gone. Missing M I A, not a trace of it found. So <laughs> uh, I
3: just saw nostrils. Yeah, I just <laughs> seen a double
0: barrel snout. That's all I seen.
3: I'm like, wait, uh, where did Tara go?
1: <laughs> Winnie said hi.
3: Right. There <laughs> are animals just casually now, in the camera.
0: <laughs> that stump with Alyssa, I believe, for absolutely that she seen something there, but that was part of Debbie's first plan to off her. I guarantee <laughs> it. That was that was the first attempt. Mm.
1: Mm.
0: But yep, according to my new best friend Joel. So, and I believe him <laughs> over anybody because he's my new best friend. So. <laughs>
2: You still I like him.
0: In. I like him. I get along with him great. He's my kind of people. But, yeah, that was Debbie's first attempt to off Alyssa. And, guys, I'm telling you, there's going to be a part two. And the second time, she might make it. But I've got the entire scheme figured out already. So.
3: Oh, yes. Isn't
0: yeah, I'm gonna save your life later tonight. Alyssa. Hey guys,
2: look at the time. We're not looking. Oh We're
0: geez. Not
2: looking. We're not looking. <laughs> no, we've one, looking. one,
0: one, one. And now looking. it's about to <laughs> go one 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 one. They, <laughs> Jesus. Here we go, Grass. Here we go.
1: we are we gonna get to hear Nikki's um night watch
0: thing? Would you get Quit! Okay, let's do Nikki's Night Watch. Let's shut Tara up. Hopefully it works this time. So, let's see what happens.
4: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Nikki's Night Watch, where I cover all things weird. And in today's segment, I will be covering the Wendigo. In the cold, harsh conditions of northern winters, the threat of starvation always loomed large so much so that cannibalism was not unheard of. In some versions of the legend, a human transforms into a Wendigo after their spirit is weakened by extreme conditions such as hunger and cold. In other legends, humans become Wendigos when they are possessed by a prowling spirit in their weakest moments. Anyone giving in to greed, gluttony, and excess was a likely candidate. A Wendigo is a creature from Native American folklore. The word itself, Wendigo, comes from the Algonquin word meaning evil spirit. Wendigo folklore has been passed down through generations, and it remains a popular topic and subject of much speculation among indigenous peoples and scholars. The myth of the Wendigo varies from tribe to tribe. Most Native American folklore describes the creature as a beast-like humanoid creature that lives in the coldest parts of the world. Some people say that the Wendigo is a cannibalistic monster that feeds on human flesh, while others believe it is a vengeful spirit that punishes those who break the laws of nature. Wendigos are described as having long limbs, long, sharp claws, and teeth, and their eyes are said to be sunken in and glowing red. They are also said to have a long tongue, that they use to lick their victims' flesh and can shapeshift into other animal and human forms. One of the most famous stories of Wendigo sightings was in the early 1900s when a Cree chief named Jack Fiddler claimed to have killed 14 Wendigos in his lifetime. Another famous story of a Wendigo encounter involved another Cree Indian named Swift Runner. As the story goes... Swift Runner murdered and ate his whole family during the winter of 1879. When caught, Runner claimed to be possessed by a Wendigo spirit at the time of the murders. Nevertheless, he was hanged for his crimes in December 1879. Some say the Wendigo is an emaciated figure with ashen flesh. Others describe it as a giant creature up to 15 feet tall or as a beast that grows larger the more it eats. It may have sunken or glowing eyes and sharp yellowed fangs and claws. Its lips are chewed or entirely missing because it has eaten them. It may be hairless or have fur, and it may have pointed ears and horns or antlers like a deer. It smells of rotting flesh and is usually first detected by humans by its horrible odor. A shaman may be the only person who can subdue and destroy a wendigo, using either a silver, steel, or iron bullet or a dagger. Some legends, however, claim the Wendigo's heart must be cut out and melted or burned in a fire before its spirit is truly vanquished. Have you ever encountered a Wendigo? We'd like to hear your story. Thank you for listening to Nikki's Watch.
0: I liked it. That
2: was good. So, was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Why can't that be the missing 411 thing? How do we know it's Bigfoot and, and not a Wendigo? Because a Wendigo kind of makes more sense to me. If it's hunters that are coming up, missing because mm-hmm. against nature. So many people are anti-hunting, like Alyssa. This yeah. is why I'll be contributing funds to her mom's offing her. So, yeah.
2: <laughs> it could be anything besides Bigfoot.
0: Yeah. It could be.
2: You got Dogman, you got aliens. We can start naming them all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> now I hear birds.
2: Skinwalkers.
0: You gotta be Alyssa. Yeah, oh, Skinwalkers. Alyssa.
2: True. Who Skidwalkers attack?
1: Yeah.
3: Um, Mothman?
4: Skinwalkers are kind of like the same as a Wendigo in a way. It just depends on which location you're at. Like what, what part of the country you're in. But I don't know I've not actually ever came across anybody being attacked by a skinwalker, but I'm sure that, I mean, if it has happened, um, it probably was never reported because who's going to believe you? Like, oh, this, like, humanoid thing attacked me sort of thing, you know, like,
2: it's sort of like this
4: yeah, <laughs> like I, I, I truly could see a Wendigo or a dogman taking somebody, but I don't right. really see a Bigfoot doing that. But I mean, I could be wrong.
2: It could. It, it probably just because uh, don't they say like certain places, like uh, what the ones in Alaska, aren't they more aggressive? Like, isn't there certain so, states yeah. where they say they're more aggressive? Mm-hmm. So, yep, yeah, and other places like that. I don't see why they
4: wouldn't. It seems you know. to be more like isolated towards like the um, Western states, like where they seem to be a bit more aggressive in like in down south. Um, I don't know. Mate.
0: <laughs> well,
4: right.
0: Shape shifter. Down south, Texas, people generally have a tendency if something scares them. To shoot first and ask second. So, I mean, look at the legend of Boggy Creek. That poor damn thing was shot at more times in that documentary because a little kid with a 410 shotgun who's chasing a deer and here's this big hairy thing and what's he do? Opens up both barrels and uh, people in the South tend to see sh- to, they shoot first, ask later. So. I think that's why they would be more aggressive down there.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just
4: like in Australia with the yaoi. Yeah. The yaoi's is pretty aggressive.
0: That's a mean little shit. Yeah, they are. Uh...
2: And that would be um, Tex and Ava <laughs> saying hello. <laughs> Totally, Tux has to get in there.
0: Wow! <laughs> he wow!
2: He probably hears grandma's voice. He's going wow!
0: Go.
4: Um, Michael in the comments has said that skinwalkers have also attacked. Okay.
1: Yeah, I wasn't sure because
2: I don't know a whole lot about them.
1: Don't skinwalkers have to? Um. They attack, uh, to get other shapeshifters, isn't that how they make other um skinwalkers? I mean, is by attacking someone.
0: No idea, I, I'm bigfoot only. I, I... <laughs> yeah, I don't know a
2: whole lot. You mean like you, you mean like they kill them and then they take their shape? Well, what you
1: well, mean, or? well, like like i got bit or like got attacked and like they're they trans muted their whatever it is from them to you but like you become a shape or a skinwalker then like they still stay a skinwalker kind of like when you're bit by a vampire
2: right
0: right okay um, i
4: honestly do not know <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm still researching skinwalkers, but yeah. I, 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 I did read, and I don't remember which cryptid it was that does that. I want to say it's the skinwalker, but I'm, I'm not 100% sure, so don't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like they're... It, use zombies as, like, a reference.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, like, if zombies were actually mm-hmm. a thing and whoever believes in zombies don't come for me <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: they're but, <real. laughs>
4: um yeah like you said if they were to be like infected
0: mm-hmm. it,
4: it, if they're if they intentionally go after people to yeah. turn them into you know like more skinwalkers whatever mm-hmm. more shapeshifters
1: yeah
4: um but i guess it kind of varies it depends on what story you read like it comes from native american tribes so like it depends on the tribe really Mm -hmm.
1: because i think i watched something um and it was a kid battled off um a shapeshifter and the shapeshifter like literally like picked up his hand and put a knife <clears throat> in the and made the kid like slice him like where like injure him in some way, because that was how the curse was to be broken. Was if a family member um, injured you while you were in that shape of what you were copying.
0: You know, I'm surprised there's not a conspiracy theorist out there adapting wendigos or skinwalkers to the Donner party now. Now oh. that I'm hearing this, I- I'm really surprised because that was a camera. I was at Donner Lake. I was there at the lake where it happened. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I could definitely see getting stuck there in the wintertime. It is a brutal-ass territory, so... But I wonder if anyone has ever, like, tried to connect the Donner Party to that, just out of curiosity.
1: That's really interesting.
0: Well, there was one of the survivors of the Donner Party had made his way to San Francisco. And he he was believed to be a ghoul. Because he always ate at the same restaurant and he always ate the same meal. Oh. And when someone wanted to know about it, he said it was the one thing that closest reminded him of the flavor of human flesh. Like he had found an appealing somehow. So. Oh my. Yeah. And then you have liver eating Johnson who, um, ate the livers of the crow natives uh he cut off a man's leg and ran away with it when he escaped a prison so Mm -hmm. he he killed the guard overtook the guard cut his leg off with an axe and took his leg with him so he'd have something to survive on while he made his way across the wilderness oh wow And then there was another guy who uh, escaped jail like seven or eight times. Every time he killed a guard, he ate a lot of people. Like, there's a long history of Jeffrey Dahmers. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking 1700s, 1600s, 1800s, Mm -hmm. early America uh, frontier and whatnot. There was a lot of cannibals out there for some Sick and twisted reason. Hmm. But the Donner Party would make sense to me, hearing about the Wendigo and the Skinwalker and the bee eating you. Um, yeah, that I mean, that just... There goes that cat ass. <laughs> so... The Donner Party, who knows? Was it a way to go? Was it a skinwalker? Was it legit the historical facts that... Because they told some people that they didn't legit have to kill. So, leave it to Alyssa to just fuck up the whole... Shit. Here we go. Her and her cat ass. We're literally looking at straight up puckered bunghole right now. Yep, yep, there it is again. There's that- <laughs> there he goes. He's in a How lovable mood. Right your face, like Want some <laughs> of this.
2: He's in his mood. He's in his lovable mood right now. Oh my god, I'm sorry. He's just his his ass is just chilling. He's right wanting here. love. That's what he's he doing right now. Love,
0: yeah, I'm just he does. With you. That's, you he's fun. in one
2: of those moods.
0: I don't care. I'm just picking on you.
2: These animals.
0: Oh. I'm gonna take another cold pill, Dibbit.
2: My animals are sleeping, so
0: Mine's being an asshole and she needs to go to bed. The Chihuahua's being nice.
2: (laughs) You guess because you're not that nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, he's across the room, so yeah. That's like eating chalk. That's horrible. So, pheromones, estrus, black ops, big butt. Now we've dipped into the Donner Party. <laughs> um, yeah, 411. Yeah. missing people in the wilderness mm-hmm. is lots it big
2: lots of them
0: yes there is yes. and some of them are unexplainable because the body was too degraded by the time it was found um it could have been a cover up for a murder um it could have been a bear. It could have been a Bigfoot. You know, oh. nobody knows. So,
1: is a rougarou.
0: Now, yeah, rougarou. Uh, that was rougarou. a name that I came up with.
4: A rougarou a is basically of, a
2: werewolf. There's a lot yes. of strange, strange mystery stories. I I love watching that. Me watching too. Four Four One One. I love uh, Paul Paul Paulides, His myth Four One Four One One. I watched all his yeah. um, there's some there's they just don't make sense Mm-mm. talking about mystery how do you, you, people turn around looking at their friend as they're walking and they turn around and they're gone that and they can't find anything and they were literally right there yeah and, and they don't find anything they shouldn't what they the should hell? see you know they should be right there they should be to the left right back they shouldn't have got far and then nobody seriously but yeah, it's yeah, for though that I love watching all
0: those, some That's, of them make sense. I mean, no. I historically, okay, you've got um Albert Austin, uh, Albert, um, the fuck was that guy's last name, <laughs> Austin. I want to say Albert Austin. Austin. (laughs) Great. Now I gotta look it up. I know it was Albert. I need a fact checker. Yeah, Austman, O S T M A N. So, are you guys familiar with the story of him?
2: I don't think so.
0: Mm-mm. No. Okay, he was a prospect Wow, really? Holy shit I, And you guys call yourself Bigfoot researchers And you <laughs> never heard the flipping story of Albert Osman Hey, wow. I'm a paranormal
4: researcher,
1: okay I may have heard of it And I just don't know his name
0: Wow I've listened
1: to a lot of stories Start telling the story
0: Okay, before, so, you,
3: before you do that, my uh battery's gonna die, so I'm just gonna go uh charge that and um, okay. cut myself short. So, but I'll watch,
2: <laughs> really. Yes, <laughs> so
0: all right, you better watch because that's the only way you're going to find out your mom's trying to kill you. And yeah, I, I I'm will. onto her plan,
3: yeah, no, I'm
0: onto her plan.
3: Yeah, no. I'll I got watch. it
0: figured out. Yeah, it is legit happening. Oh.
3: Okay. Well, bye to everybody else.
0: And
2: nah.
0: enjoy. The- <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Albert Ostman is a prospector. He heads up towards British Columbia territory. He goes back in the woods, way back, looking for a gold claim. And he claims to be kidnapped by a family of large, hairy creatures.
2: Oh, I know this story.
0: So they they got him around a cave. Yeah. He, like, tries to light a fire. They stomp out his fire. Yeah. And this went on for days. He was forced watching them. Mm-hmm. His belief is that the uh, family had selected him to mate with the youngest female. Yep. And the way that he escaped was the big one, as he called it, kept watching him and he would
2: tobacco, put in it his yeah.
0: dip, his snuff. No. Yeah. And so he offered it to the big, big foot who had like rolled it across this floor, uh cave floor, and, and by cave, I'm meaning a, an overhang, not a deep, deep, deep cave, just a rock overhang. So he rolled his tobacco, the this thing mimicked him, what? and it just dumped the whole thing in its mouth. And it started screaming, wailing, hollering, and he made his run for it. And he made it. He, he, he got away from him. After mm-hmm. He ran straight down a mountain And never stopped till he got to town Kind of deal So that was the story So then if uh Are you familiar with Teddy Roosevelt and the Wilderness Hunter
4: Yeah
0: Okay so- Teddy Roosevelt was a uh, An outdoorsman But he was also a writer And one of the books that he wrote was called The Wilderness Hunter And in the back of it, he wrote about two guys that were out west. They were um, on a hunting party or, again, prospecting. But I'm I'm pretty sure they were, like, beaver trapping. And uh, they had set up their uh, traps and whatnot. And uh, something came around their camp at night. And they had shot at it and shot into the dark because it was scaring them. And it, it was messing with their traps, and it just turned into <laughs> this great big battle. And after uh, the, the one guy went to, I think the one guy went to pull the traps, and when he got back to camp, either his buddy was there dead, or with his neck broken, or the guy who went out after the traps ended up dead, and his buddy went and found them. So their stories that could go along with the because the one guy he he made it he ran out of the woods but his buddy was dead and that's how the story came to be that it was in teddy roosevelt's book and at the time he wrote this i mean i i'm pretty sure he was president at the time So that just seems like a weird story for a president to write about. You wouldn't expect a president of the United States to write a Bigfoot story, or at least part of a Bigfoot in a much bigger book about hunting, but just a tale from the outdoors that you wouldn't expect an American president to write about Bigfoot. But Zane Gray also wrote about Bigfoot, as did... um, the guy who wrote Tom Sawyer crap
1: oh um,
0: Huck Finn he wrote Huck Finn Tom Sawyer
1: I can't oh my god and it yeah, wasn't even real name
0: Yeah, he wrote under a fake name uh, he, yeah. a, he got from a riverboat
1: um, I feel stupid right
0: now I do too. Don't feel bad. Oh, let's see here. Mark Twain.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: So he wrote about Bigfoot. Um, and then you fast forward, no one really, I mean, other than researchers write about it, no one, like, really non researchers. And now we're at 411, people missing in the woods. So mm-hmm. it's widely huge TV show. Because one of the things that someone would say is like, well, if Bigfoot used to do this back then, why ain't he still doing it now? Mm-hmm. But the 411 kind of is like, it is still happening, possibly. At least here's a reason that it could be, you know, here's, Something semi substantial to back that theory up that it's still happening. So,
4: yeah, especially the ones that like they're behind you and then like a couple of seconds later they just vanish and there's yeah, like no trace of them. That's
2: what I was talking about. Yeah.
4: Like those are the ones that I would kind of, you know, think maybe it was something like that. And then some of the other ones would be like, I would think would be natural, like they got lost or something. Right. You know, they froze, you know, they died of hypothermia, like stuff like that. But those ones where they just like up and vanished, like they're there and then they're not. It's like, where did they go?
2: Yeah. Is something like just grab them? Did you ever hear the one about the little two-year-old boy? Yes. That one was really good. Mm -hmm. He ended up going, God, I forgot how far he was. And, you know, Les Stroud?
1: Yeah, I tried to do that.
2: He repeated it and he couldn't do it. And he said there was no way at all that this two-year-old got from one place to the other by himself. Mm-hmm. He wasn't harmed. Nothing. He, he wasn't harmed at all. Nope. And the weather conditions, everything. He was fine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: That's just, that's crazy.
0: Well, that's happened right here about seven miles down the road from me in 1797 danville ohio a young boy is walking to school something very large picks him up runs with him for half a mile sets him down it came to be that they actually closed down like all the schools in the county for two to three days and a hunting party was formed to go after this thing the hunting party found it and they said it was a large hairy wild man because back then everything was a hairy man wild man something like that and it easily stayed in front of them by half a mile the entire pursuit but they feel it didn't have to Mm -hmm. so which I think the easily staying in front just enough to keep them interested. If you're familiar with the kill deer, when you're near a nest or a the mm-hmm. it does a broken wing act to lure off a animal prey to follow it. And then it takes off flying and the threat is away from the nest or the babies. Mm-hmm. So I think it could have been doing that. But at the same time that that happened, we had large population of black bear on the landscape in Ohio. We had wolves. We had big cats. We had elk. We had just big damn animals that could support big damn predators. Mm-hmm. If this little kid, <coughs> if the attention was to harm him or keep him. There's no reason that thing had to set it down half a mile later and run off. I think another predator animal was eyeballing this kid, and this thing said, "Nope, let's get you out of here." Picked it up, ran with it for half a mile to get it away from the threat, set it down, and went on about its business.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: The last yeah, that's my theory. Of that, so, but. An adult's not going to have that same reaction to something big and hairy coming at it. We're going to get defensive. We're going to think, oh, this thing's going to kill us. we got to save ourselves. Probably throw a hand, throw a punch, throw a kick, something. And I hate to say it, but we're probably going to initiate the fight. I mean, this thing could just be running up to be like, man, what are you... But we're not going to be like, oh hey, come here, here. You want to smell me? Check it. <laughs> we're not going to do that. We're we're going to grab a stick and swing at its face. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something along that line. That's probably going to get us killed. Right. <clears throat> uh, damn, it's cold. I hate it. Uh darn it uh, yeah okay so debbie's playing the awful Alyssa. <laughs> so and i figured this out because everyone loves conspiracy theories and whatnot so debbie rents a cabin the family goes up to celebrate the birthday and there's a bigfoot sighting well Alyssa's always sleeping mom has to come over do her laundry mom has to come over and cook <laughs> for her. mom comes over and does her dishes and mom's getting tired of this little shit right so you have the cabin incident so debbie comes up with a great idea that hey let's start going in the woods to look for Bigfoot right and Alyssa's like yeah okay mom and I I think Debbie's actual I I don't think she's actually in the woods looking for Bigfoot I think it's an excuse to off her daughter so (laughs) they go to this park at this place at Salt Fork and mom's hanging out by the car Joel's up over here and Alyssa just haphazardly Walks near a, a widow hanging, uh, a widow maker, according to Joel, that starts to fall towards her or was actually pushed. But Debbie's plan wasn't for the Bigfoot to be there, Debbie's plan was just for the tree to fall on Alyssa. <laughs> uh, that was because Joel had to yell at her to get out of there but Alyssa wanted to go see what it was, so the Bigfoot was actually the throw-off in this. The, The tree might have fell, or she had a rope tied to it or some kind of something to pull it over on top of Alyssa. And now... Now that she's got Alyssa's right, because now Alyssa has had her sighting. So now Alyssa's more amped up, more charged up to go back up in the woods. And I guarantee her mom's going to start taking her, so don't go, Alyssa, to places (laughs) where people have died in the woods. Like fell off a cliff, fell off some heavy rocks, and and Debbie's going to just push her. So, don't go to places where people have died in the woods because that's where your mom's going to off you for the excuse and then cash in on her secret life insurance plan on you. So, that, that <laughs> you just
2: gave it all away. I was going to do it. I,
0: I, if I was a conspiracy theorist, I could put this together. Yeah, I could put I gotta, this now together.
2: I gotta, now I got to rethink. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> I could put it together. If yeah, I was a I conspiracy can... theorist, I could put this together.
2: Yeah, now I got to rethink.
0: I could. I mean, what's the chance of, uh, the chances of Alyssa standing there at the exact moment a widow, you guys know what a widowmaker is, right? Yeah, I do. What's the, what's the chances of Alyssa being right under a, a, a widow maker at that exact time where, debbie's hanging back away like safely away from it because she knows how far it's gonna fall like out of that range and, and Alyssa is right there if i was a conspiracy theorist i could see it happening which goes on to my 411 is how many of those were actual like weird something murders like, I don't doubt that some of them was Bigfoot, not the least bit. But I think some of those were, like, cover-ups to legit get away with murder.
2: Oh, yeah. Especially the ones that they fall off the cliffs or... Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't trust those ones.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. No, like, like there was one where it was a family. They were going to do a deer hunt, and they were all sitting, like, 40 yards apart, And the dad goes to go Mm -hmm. pee and miss and they scoured and yeah, but the body shows back up or some shit like that, like where everyone had looked or something Mm -hmm. like that. That seemed fishy to me. So Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah, I I think some of those I think some of those 411s were cover up cover ups for murder. So I I bet I
2: agree.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't doubt it. So, yeah
2: because you got to come up with something you yeah know, of why they disappeared or you just just say i don't know they just they're gone yeah and then they don't find anything at all and it's like no. well, where'd they go yeah it's like were they even in the woods in the first place
0: yeah <laughs> exactly exactly you don't know. Nikki, what was that about? You got a weird look on your face. Nothing. <laughs> oh, okay. I just seen you look over and then you had like a weird look on your yeah, face. Yeah, I saw I, that
2: too,
0: yeah. I thought something was about to get you and I was watching to see what, but
4: <laughs> probably the ghosts.
0: Ah uh, okay. Oh. All right. Well, I will go take some more cold meds and try to take a hot damn shower because I feel like hell. I am definitely off my game tonight, but I wanted to put out the episode. So.
2: Yeah. You always feel worse at night for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. It always tends to get worse in the evening.
0: Yeah, it It, does. It does.
2: Like if you have a fever, it'll like die down during the day and then that night, boom.
0: Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, and I I'm gotta warm.
4: Go, cause my baby is screaming. Apparently,
0: okay. okay.
4: All right, bye, everyone. Bye.
0: bye. Uh, there we go. Oh, all right. Well, I'm good to call it an episode. If you guys yeah. are, me too. Yeah. That was,
2: yeah. Good. That
0: was all interesting. Right. Hit we, hit we hit
2: everything you wanted to talk about, so
0: I think so. um my new schedule starts this coming week, so i I gotta figure out how to do it. It might be another girl chat because I might not mm-hmm. be able to make it so but we'll oh, figure we... it out and we gotta do so Yes, yeah. we will holler at you later. have a good night. you too mm-hmm. bye. Yeah. bye bye. bye and in stream
3: there we go